Israel is a land of diverse cultures, religions, foods, music and people. Join Benji Shulman for the next hour as he explores the devout and divine, the off the wall and outrageous and everything in between. Right here on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 Hi FM, I'm Benji Shulman This is the New Blue Review Welcome to the program on this Very wet, dank Monday morning And not that I'm complaining, you understand We need the rain uh, But it is very wet and a little bit cold Here in Johannesburg And in the studio But nonetheless, I'm hoping that we will be able to Warm up things very nicely for you uh, On the show today We've got a great lineup. Uh, and we're going to be talking about uh, a variety of, of things that are going to be going on. Um, we're going to be talking about the Israeli election. Uh, Israeli election uh, again, uh, and might even be again and again, uh, because, you know, there's a lot of voting going on. There might be a lot of problems in Israel, but uh, electoral voting is not one of them. They are having another election today. So we're going to be looking at what has been going on there. Uh, also keeping on the electoral theme, we're also going to be looking at the American elections uh, because that uh, took an interesting turn over the weekend and it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. And uh, we're also going to uh, be traveling uh, over to, uh, or staying in America, uh, but sort of traveling over the rest of the continent uh, with Africa, because we're going to be having a look and seeing at uh, a very interesting speech uh, done by uh, the president of Congo uh, at APAC uh, just this uh, last uh, 24 hours as well, uh, and um, another an, another African country it would seem starting to uh, drive things forward uh, as uh, as uh, in terms of Israel relationships. So we'll be examining. Uh, what does that mean and what is, what is the Congolese's president, uh, intervention? What did he say and what does it mean? So uh, a lot of international politics also going to be checking in on the Israeli innovation scene. So interesting stuff that's coming out of there. And uh, yeah, that's uh, just some of the things that we're going to be looking at on the show today. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It is jam-packed and super interesting. If you want to be part of the conversation, please, I'd love to hear from you. You can telegram us on 061-895-1019. That's our telegram number. Or you can SMS us on 34519. And uh, yeah, that will be able to... Uh, uh, yeah, we'll be able to, to, to assist, uh, with making your world a little more interesting on the slightly gloomy Monday morning. Uh, that's it. We'll be back just after the break. This is the new blue review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 high FM. Now, interesting, interesting stuff. If you, if you're a APAC watcher, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about the American election, which has had an impact on APAC this year a little bit later on. But I wanted to bring to your attention an interesting address that I saw uh, at APAC this year. I was watching it live. You can see all the addresses by APAC, and they're always very good about uh, doing different kinds of, of people and things that, on the stage. So uh, this year they had 
lots of innovation. There was a, quite a sweet segment on uh, a man who who presented at APAC about seven years ago, uh, and he couldn't walk. And uh, with new technology, he's now sort of more able to stand upright and walk, and that was quite nice. And, of course, you have all the uh, different appeals from the different uh, Israeli uh, candidates for the elections and the prime minister and uh, you have people from the Democrats and, and the Republicans and that's uh, all really interesting. That's part of the whole thing at, at APAC. And um, if you're not sure what APAC is, the America-Israel Public Affairs Committee and basically they are a group that lobbies to maintain a bipartisan support for Israel uh, in America, they are very, very uh, pushy on getting aid for stuff like the Iron Dome and uh, legislation around BDS and and all sorts of things like that. Um, and and it's a very important and uh, powerful uh, regular uh, occurrence on the American scene. So uh, everyone does watch it, and they have eighteen thousand people who come uh, who who do some sort of lobbying or some sort of engagement. They come to meet their uh, congressmen. Uh, who are there and their senators, and that's it's, it's actually a very uh, it's, it's a fascinating thing to watch. Uh, I can remember just ordinary Americans pitching up when I went to APAC uh, some years ago now, uh, just really arriving to do their bit for uh, the relationship. So it's it's really it's a really great thing to see and and uh, it's something really interesting. There's something always great going on at APAC. Now, what was particularly interesting this year is that obviously. With this being a American Israel related uh, conference, there was there's, there's not necessarily a lot of uh, other countries that get in on the mix. You have the Canadians, Stephen Harper, the, those kind of people who arrive. You have maybe occasional European. This year there was a, a Chancellor of Austria or something, uh, a guy called Kurtz, but. It's not like some of the other American conferences which have more of an international feel. APEC is very focused. It's very focused on, on the um, American-Israel alliance. Uh, but, uh, but what is interesting is, is this year, for the second time only, there was an African president who was uh, addressing APEC. So uh, I think the last one was the Rwandan president, and he... Some years ago now, maybe at least five, perhaps perhaps more, uh, and he addressed APAC a number of years ago. Um, and this year, they had the um, the the president of Congo, which is its nearby neighbour. Now, that, what's, there's, that's a few. There's a few interesting things here. Uh, if you know Congo, it used DRC Congo at least. It used to be Zaire many years ago, Mobutu Sese Seko, whatever, and uh, it was run for many years. By, uh, uh, the Kabila family. First the father, Laurent Kabila, and then his son, Joseph Kabila. And eventually last year, uh, or the year before perhaps, uh, they had an election. And out of the election, it was quite a contested thing, there was a new president that, that came, came into being, a guy by the name of Felix Chitsakedi, uh, who had been a long time, uh, opposition member. And now found himself sort of being the president, but uh, according to some observers, still having to engage with uh, with Kabila. Now, the interesting thing about Congo is, is a few things. First of all, the Kabila regime was very much on side with um, with uh, 
with South Africa on a lot of things. It wasn't particularly pro-Israel. There wasn't um, much that was going on. But since uh, the new guy has come in, Felix, uh, there's been an absolute uh, sea change. One of the first things that he did was have a phone call with Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, and now he's going to APAC, which is often seen as a way of uh, shifting uh, if you want to get through to, to America, you go via Israel and you start off at APAC and then go to Israel and then you, you speak to the Americans, um, uh, you know, that way. Because he's already had one visit to America, but uh, if you know the history of Congo, America was very important in the creation of Congo as a country and still remains an important part, uh, partner if, uh, you know, if uh, slightly, uh, you know, it has quite, a fractious relationship, but nonetheless, uh, clearly they want to improve things. And so when Chitsukedi stood up at APAC last night, he did this amazing speech, uh, where he spoke about, um, where he, sp- he spoke about all sorts of things, but he spoke about moving the trade office that they have an embassy already in, in Tel Aviv. They want to have a trade office moved to Jerusalem. He talked about backing the Trump peace plan. Uh, he talked about, uh, being a supporter of Israel for many years. He'd actually been to Israel before. He, he spoke about his Christian roots. So there was a, a really interesting and, and, and fantastic dynamic. And he said he's going to visit Israel. So, so for Congo, that's clearly this is what they're after, right? They want to get America on board. They, he particularly has a relationship with Israel at a faith and practical level. And, uh, this is, this is what he wants to do. Uh, the Israelis uh, and the Americans have another agenda. What they're interested in is the African Union. You would have seen that Cyril Ramaphosa now heads it up. Uh, he made some pretty aggressive statements about um, about the Trump peace plan. We heard all about those. And uh, the African Union used to have an observer seat for Israel, uh, which it was suspended in the, like, the 70s, and they wanted back on the agenda. So uh, Congo is a big, important country, and they're kind of interested in seeing can they start to shift the African Union, which will then be something that can be shifted on the United Nations. So uh, that's where things are going, but it just shows another African state that is starting to engage with Israel. And uh, really starting to uh, change things on the continent. And you can see it happening. Literally, just go Google APAC and Felix Chitsukidi. It's a really worthwhile speech. So uh, I'm, I was excited about that. A uh, very, very interesting uh, thing that's going on at APAC right at the moment. So there we go. Uh, that is what's, that's what's potting at APAC. Uh, we'll take a short break. When we come back, uh, we'll be uh, chatting about the American elections. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 Chai FM, I'm Benji Shulman. This is the New Blue Review. Welcome back to the program. That was Sheikh Yanu with Yaakov Shweki on this Monday morning. Now, Clive has sent us a telegram saying, Kudos to Danny Danon. Bernie Sanders is an ignorant fool. Uh, so, first of all, thank you, Clive, for sending in the message. And if you would like to respond to Clive or anything I'm saying, you can telegram us on 061-895-1019 or you can SMS us on 34519. Now, if you're perhaps wondering what in the world is Clive talking about, well, that is going to be the discussion of our next segment on the program today. So, there has been some really interesting stuff going on in <clears throat> the American elections. So, if you're not sure, here's the quick a dirty summary on on what's been going on. In November, the Americans are having an election. The Republican person who's going to be running, of course, is President Donald Trump. No one from the Republican Party really has a chance of unseating him for that position. Uh, that would be really unusual. Um, and 
and it's, uh, you know, that would be really, really strange. Uh, if they were to unseat him. So that means that the only people who are likely to unseat Donald Trump or possibility are the Democrats, right? These are the people of Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. And uh, what is going on is that the Democrats now have to decide who is it that they want to uh, to, to take on Donald Trump at the polls. Now, they've been at this already actually for as much of a year. Uh, lots of debates happening all over America, lots of town halls, lots of campaigns. And they started out with an unprecedentedly large field of, of 17 people, uh, which was massive. And they had to have a whole range of debates in order to start winnowing that down. And so that's been going on for a while and people have been dropping in and carrying on and all sorts of things. And uh, the rubber has started to hit the road, so to speak, because how it works in America is state by state you have uh, voting where uh, people vote and then you pick up what they call delegates, which are basically representatives that will go to the big convention. So they've had four states vote so far. Now, obviously, there are 50 states uh, in America, so that's not very much. But what the first few states actually do is is give a indication about where the vote is going. And up till now, it's been the story of two camps, so to speak. So on the one side, you have the moderate camp, and uh, and that's sort of Democrats who are a little bit still like Obama or maybe even a little bit more like Clinton. Uh, they are uh, strong on foreign policy about working with democratic states abroad. Um, they... You know, they may or may not like the Iran deal. They are certainly friendly to Israel or not, probably not quite in the same way that Donald Trump is. Uh, locally, they are wanting to reform health care, but not, uh, and not basically abolish it. Uh, they, they have a, an interest in, in, in a range of local issues around infrastructure development, all of that kind of thing. So that's the moderate camp. Then, on the other side, you have uh, the, what's called the progressive camp or, or the, the radical camp, uh, and and that camp is 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 really seeking very much to uh, revolutionise, so to speak, uh, American politics on foreign affairs. They are, are, are almost embarrassed about America's record. Uh, they not that interested in. In America's alliances with other dem- democratic states, uh, they much more critical of its operations abroad. Locally, there's discussions of making um, healthcare basically completely nationalizing it, similar to what we're talking about, or the NHS in in England. And and these are the two camps that are competing, and they have very different bases of voters. Uh, on the the progressive side, there's lots of college educated. Uh, coastal liberals or coastal progressives, uh, people are very interested in what they call identity politics. So, you know, women's rights, um, particularly various kinds of gender issues, uh, people who are interested in class issues, working class people. Those are very much the progressive base. And then the moderates are, are more the traditional American camp of uh, people who uh, are, are – um, you know, people who are uh, interested in, in, in getting rid of Donald Trump, basically, and, and not being particularly interested in, uh, in, in like, massive shifts. And so this fight has been going on the entire time. And uh, now we're starting to see what the actual outcome is going to be. So 
the two big the, the two biggies in the in the progressive camp have been uh, uh Elizabeth Warren uh, who who's quite famous for some of her financial law activism and Bernie Sanders who's not actually a democrat uh he is a, a, what's called a democratic socialist a separate party but he's running under the democratic ticket and on the moderate side we had a variety of people including uh Joe Biden who was Obama's vice president and um, and Amy Klobuchar, who is a Midwestern politician. We had uh, uh, Pete Buttigieg, who is a mayor from Indiana. Uh, there was uh, a, a number of others, uh, Carmela Harris, uh, uh, Mike Bloomberg is a former mayor of, of New York. And in the last few primaries, what we've actually had is a winnowing down of the field. Now, not many people thought that the progressives had a chance until Bernie Sanders started winning mass votes, uh, first in the Iowa caucus, uh, which is the first big state to vote, uh, and then uh, after that in New Hampshire, which is another small state which votes. And, and he did remarkably well. And, and then the first big state to vote was Nevada. And Nevada is interesting because it has a lot of Latino votes and and – it's not always clear where they were going to fit, and they backed Bernie. So suddenly the progressives had this big stream, and and there was a real worry that the progressives were going to take over the race if you were a moderate. And then came South Carolina. South Carolina is a really big state, and what's interesting is it's the African-American state, right? That's 60% of Democratic voters in South Carolina are African-American, and they actually – had typically up to this point been voting for Biden, uh, but nobody knew. Biden had been really bad in some of the debates. His campaign looked like it was taking massive hits. And this weekend, the African-American vote came out big time for Biden. So what does that mean? It means that basically both sides now have momentum. And on Tuesday, they have what's called Super Tuesday, where uh, 15 states, a third of all the delegates vote. And from there, we're going to be really able to see what's going on. And But what it seems at this point is that there is going to potentially be a long, hard battle for the Democratic nomination with the moderates and the progressives uh, really fighting it out to see who is, uh, you know, the correct uh, candidate to have. And, and this has big implications uh, for Israel because uh, if the moderates get in, they're very much likely to follow a more moderate foreign policy, particularly on Israel. They're not likely to reverse a decision. Uh, of, on the embassy, for example, some of the, some of the progressive candidates have said they would cut aid around issues around the occupation. So there could be a, a very big change. Uh, a lot of the progressives, like in the Bernie camp, for example, have a lot of anti-Zionists, um, uh, who are running on the ticket. And, uh, people are very worried about what this could mean. So it's a very interesting, uh, a, a very interesting scenario, but, it, from my perspective, I'm very happy to see that the moderates did hit back in in South Carolina. They're back on the table, and some of them have pulled out. So there's now uh, more focus on on what is going on uh, in terms of the moderate camp, where it had previously been all over the place. So, um, yeah, uh, to Clyde's question about Bernie Sanders, he didn't go to APAC this year, which someone asked again, what is APAC? Uh, American Israel Public Affairs Committee. Uh, he didn't go this year, and he said he didn't want to go because it hosts racists and all sorts of things. So it's very interesting, and there was a lot of talk at, at APAC. They were very worried about the, this progressive movement in the Democratic Party. So um, uh, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's interesting to see. Uh, it's interesting to see what what will actually happen, and uh, what you know 
what is actually going on in terms of the the primaries and what's going on. We're going to take a, a short break now, just play a, a little bit of music. And uh, yeah, when we come back, we'll be discussing some more on this topic.